Jenny and I started our giving journey back in 1997. We weren't sure what we were supposed to do with what we'd been blessed with, so we started to tithe. Uh, we felt like 10% was a gold standard of giving. Once you'd done that, uh, you'd done what God wanted you to do, and you'd given what uh, you were supposed to give. And uh, my understanding was the other 90% was ours to uh, do with what we would like. And in, in two, 2007, I had one of the best years I'd ever had in business. And I just felt like I should be giving away more money. I, I just didn't have a, a peace with keeping um, all, that, all that was left, the 90%. It just seemed like uh, too much for me to keep. You know, I did consider buying a bigger house and a nicer car and a boat, but none of it felt right. Um, you know, we'd always uh, decided to tithe, and we had no idea where to go or who to talk to about whether we were supposed to give more. So I talked to some of my pastors and some of my mentors, and I said, is there, is there a rule? You know, once you get to a certain level of income, are you supposed to go to 15%, 20%? You know, what is it we're supposed to do? a number, too. <laughs> yeah, I just wanted a number. I want it nice and simple. Hey, this is what you need to do. But uh, un unfortunately, he didn't, uh, he didn't tell me that. He's, he did tell me about an organization called Generous Giving. And uh, I said, this is where a group of people get together to see what God's calling them to do with their resources. And I thought, well, sounds great. So I, I checked it out on the web, and it said, by invitation only. So I thought, well, how am I going to get invited to that? <laughs> so I called uh, some of the charities that I gave to, and I said, have you, have you heard of this organization, and can you get me invited? And uh, sure enough, they did. So like every other crazy person you've ever met, I jumped on a plane, flew 500 miles, spent a few thousand dollars <laughs> to find out what it was that God wanted me to do with what he had blessed me with. The conference was, was exactly what I needed. I heard biblical teaching on generosity. I heard a lot of stories about amazing things people were doing with their resources. But it was when they gave us time to sit quietly with God and just listen to what he might be saying to our hearts that he really spoke to me. It was crazy because I'd been asking questions and seeking counsel, but I'd never taken the time to just stop and listen. During those few minutes, I came up with a number in my mind that I felt like that sounds like a, a reasonable number to give in addition to the tithe. And then another number just kept popping into my head. And of course, it was bigger than the first number that I had in my mind. But uh, it, it kept coming into my head, and I, I felt like God was calling me to give it. So I thought, okay, you know, if this is what you want me to do, I'm going to do it. So I went ahead and I, I gave that bigger number. Right after that, Two weeks later, I was looking at uh, my portfolio and I realized one of my retirement accounts because of an acquisition had gotten uh, put into cash. And the market had been demolishing my portfolio and I thought, terrific. You know, now I've lost even more money because this account was sitting in cash when it was supposed to be invested. Well, not so coincidentally, I took a look at the value of that account and compared it to where it was before and it had saved me the dollar amount additional that God was asking me to give. I didn't give it because I thought he was going to replace it, but I knew that he could if he wanted to. And it was so nice to see that he was saying, yes, that's what I was asking you to do. And I'm giving it back to you because I want you to know that you can trust me with what I've given you. At the end of 08, I sat down and tried to figure out what it was God was calling me to do in 2009. Once again, the amount that God was uh, putting on my heart was stretching me further than I'd ever gone. Uh, he increased our giving from 15% to 
The following November, I was in uh, Stockholm, Sweden at a church that we support there, and God spoke to me again and told me what he wanted me to give away. I would have never guessed the amount that he was asking me to give away, but through a very timely sermon, he asked me to double my giving to 50%. Looking back, I'm thankful that it's been a journey of him telling me what to do and me being obedient to his asking. Um, You're probably wondering what I was thinking during all these giving changes, and actually I wasn't thinking um, much of anything. Ron had always been in charge of our finances and and kind of led us as to where to give and how much to give, and I was just fine with it. I was just happy that we were giving, and um, it was funny because he'd say God was telling him this, and I'm like, okay, well, you know, don't mess with God. If that's what he's, that's what he's saying, we better, we better do it. But when he did come home and say 50%, I was like, okay. <laughs> but but I, I knew that he was having it laid on his heart, so. There was only one time that she was a little hesitant. It was March of 2009 when God was asking us to increase our giving at that point in time, right at the bottom of the market. And she said, are you sure he's asking you? <laughs> yeah, are you sure you heard him correctly? So, um, so I really wasn't much to do with anything when it came to um, the giving. But last year, I was in the car and we were listening to a song that my son loved about Africa. And all of a sudden, I just blurted out in the car, um, I must go to Africa. I must tell people there is hope. And I just wanted to take it back because I never do these things that I say I'm going to do, and I knew that he would hold me to it. And um, so Ron said it gave him goosebumps, and I said, I just don't think I, I really meant that. And then um, we, <laughs> we just kind of put it in the someday we'll go file. And then in August, that was in July, in August we hosted a Journey of Generosity 24-hour experience in our um, hometown, and Ron was going to be sharing his story, and I was just going to attend with him, of course. Well, we picked up Matt, the Generous Giving Facilitator, and he was riding down with me to the event. And he said, what is it that you would like to get out of this event? And I was thinking, well, there wasn't really anything specific for me, but I wanted you know, God to speak to the people that were there regarding what they should do with their finances. And he said, you know, what is it that you want to get out of this event? And I thought about it for a little bit. And I said, well, the, the thing I'd really like to get out of it is I'd like my wife to have an inclination as to where we should give some money and how much uh, we should give to a specific cause. You know, it, it always been me deciding how much to give, where to give, and I, I wanted her to be a participant in it. And he said, has she talked about anywhere in particular? And I said, well, strangely enough, <laughs> we were driving in the car the other day and she mentioned Africa. And he said, I'm going in a month and a half. Why don't you come along? And I said, uh, this isn't my thing. You know, talk to my wife. <laughs> I don't, you didn't want to go to Africa. <laughs> <laughs> I thought safari, and uh, this was uh, not going to be a safari. So, so when Ron told me about his conversation with Matt, I literally walked in the door and he you know, slammed me in the face with this. I was like, um, I so was not serious about Africa, and I literally wanted to throw up. I was like... It just was God obviously starting to work, and I knew it, and I was just going to run for it as, from it as much as I could. Um, you got to understand, I'm the biggest homebody married to super world traveler here, and we had just come off um, three weeks of traveling, including Sweden, with four of our children, or all of our children, and one of them being a one-month-old. So we were just, I was done traveling. I wanted to stay home. So... Um, I was also praying for a perspective because we were building a new house and I, I just wanted to know what God's plan for us was. 
And so during the conference, we, we did the, the quiet and, and wanted God to speak to us. And I just wanted him to tell me something because in my whole 39 years, I, I really hadn't heard him speak to me. And um, so we were quiet, let him speak to us. And um, by, that was on Thursday. On Saturday, Matt um, conferenced in Gary Ringer about this trip to Africa with Life Song for Orphans. And I was on the conference call and I got excited on the phone and then I hung up and I was like, yeah, I'm so not going. I, I don't know, that's, that's just not gonna work for me. And we were at P.F. Chang's at the time, so I sat back down with our friends and opened my fortune cookie and it said, a trip to a strange new place will bring renewed perspective, which um, it's like he just took it all and put it in that statement and then wrapped it in a fortune cookie, which who knows who the guy could speak through a fortune cookie. Um, on Monday, right after that, I was just sick about you know, planning this trip to Africa and going. Um, I thought that um, some roadblock would come up. You know, I had a five-month-old baby. I, my 11-year-old hated it when we traveled without her. His mother was going to be watching the kids, and I thought she'd say no. And then I thought for sure they would stop us, because five weeks away, we were going to be going to Africa. They, shots, you can't get shots and, and go that soon, but they let us. Yes, you can. You can get shots and leave for Africa in five weeks. So um, nobody put up a red flag, and I kept thinking, God is speaking to me for the first time. How can I say no? So um, the trip came and went, and I will never be the same. Um, I have such a heart for these dear children, and I cannot wait for the day I go back um, to see them. And I always thought that with Africa, there was um, so many, so much problems, and, and I couldn't even make a dent. Um, but as the song by Matthew West goes, one less, one less orphan that is hungry, and one less that doesn't know Jesus. As Jenny and I are on this journey, we found we want to influence our friends and children to be more generous. At my 40th birthday, I wanted to share the story of what God was doing in our hearts and help our friends experience the joy of giving. I wanted them to see that what they give matters. I threw a party and told a story about what God was doing in our hearts regarding our giving. I explained how he had replaced what we had given away above the tithe a couple of times. And I also made a donation to honor some friends and some spiritual mentors that have helped us along in our journey. I didn't want this party to be about me. I wanted it to be about what God was doing in our lives. So we had a guest of honor that we were going to send on a journey. Her name is Cassidy, and she was three. And her wish was to go to Disney and see Dora. So as part of my birthday gift, I sent her and her family to Disney for a week. We also had a birthday cake for her with Dora on it. I wanted to put a face on my gift. I wanted my friends to see that their giving matters. We also try to teach our kids to be generous. Uh, we tell them where we're giving, why we're giving, and we also pay them an allowance. With that money, I, I ask them to put some money into an envelope for fun, some into an envelope for savings, and some into an envelope for giving. And every year I make them decide where they're going to give their money. We also set up a charitable trust. So when we die, every year they're going to have to figure out where to give some of the money that God has entrusted to us on an annual basis. I didn't want to leave it up to chance that someone else was going to teach my kids how to give. It's far too important. Uh, we also this year let our kids pick where to give some money from our giving fund. Uh, a fun story happened um, as we were talking to our kids about giving and it kind of gave me an insight into the heart of God. Uh, we have a Bible study on Saturday mornings with our kids and we of course read the Bible 
And we, read, uh, we, we had been reading Fields of Gold by Andy Stanley. And we encourage our kids to listen to God. You know, if he's telling them to do something, to just do it. Don't wait a week. Don't wait a month. Don't let somebody talk you out of it. If God's asking you to do it, be obedient. And it was uh, Christmas time, and my son, Cutter, who's uh, with us here tonight, um, he, he told me that he felt like God was laying it on his heart to give away all of his Christmas money. And I said, you don't have to do that. <laughs> so I was talking him out of it right away. But I, I said, you don't have to do that. And he said, no, I feel like God wants me to do it. And I said, okay, you know, if, if you feel like God's laying on your heart, you can give away your Christmas money. He goes, no, I want to give away all of my money. So I grabbed his, his envelope because we'd been, you know, putting money away into his giving fund every uh, week, and we took that money out. And he goes, and I want to clean out my bank account. And he gave away every penny that he had to his name. He could have bought a gaming system and a bunch of video games, but he felt like God was calling him to give away everything that he had, and he did. It was absolutely humbling to see that outpouring of generosity in my son. Interestingly, every year when we talk about uh, where he wants to give his money, I find him secretly pulling money out of his fund money to give away. As you can see, this has really been a journey for us. I'm in the investment business and every day I preach for people to save. And I've always followed my own rules. I've always saved two to three times as much as I'd given away. Uh, last year, for the first time ever, we gave away five times as much to God's work as we kept for ourselves. If you would have told me five years ago that I would have ever done that, I would have thought you were nuts. There are some other areas of my financial life, or our financial life, that we're considering adjusting at this point too. One of those is to put a cap on our net worth. Once we have that amount of money, to stop saving and to give everything away above that number. And in fact, that's, that's our prayer for ourselves this weekend, is that God would speak to us on that. We've also set a giving goal over the next decade. His plans are so much bigger than mine, and I'm finding that the more I give, the more free I am to enjoy what he's given me. I feel less fear and more joy. If turning 40 has done me any good, it's helped me realize that over the next 60 years, I have a very short time period to make an eternal difference. And 60 years from now, nobody's gonna care how much money I had. And in 160 years, no one's even gonna remember who I am. But God's gonna remember everything that I did for him. Thank you for letting us share.